I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With grass growth almost doubling on farms in the last week, I caught up with John Marr to get his tips and advice. And first, John gives a picture of the current grassland situation across the country. The grassland situation on farms across the country is actually very, very good. We have um, uh, increased growth rates in, in the last week or so. Um, and we know from the pasture-based Ireland data uh, that the average cover on farms is close to 800. So uh, there is a lot of grass there. Growth is very good. Ground conditions are excellent. So from a grazing point of view, um, things are ideal. Um, I suppose there are challenges there, though, because the growth is taking off now. Um you have people also trying to finish the first round of grazing and there are challenges around getting all that uh, ground covered. In some instances, though, it would probably make sense to, you know, uh, skip some of the the last round paddocks, um, if that makes sense, and start a second rotation on time. And, and going and, into that, John, and looking at the the specific farm situations and like we see that there are some farms that you know, achieved a low percentage grazed in February and were behind target. And this was a result of heavy rainfall. And, you know, they're in that situation now where they have a lot of grass left and a lot of ground left in their first round. I suppose, what is your advice for them and what's the key things that they should look at to make a decision in in terms of whether they should skip paddocks or they should continue grazing first round grass? Yeah, that's the challenge and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, What we need to do is look at three things. Um which are the cover of the first grazed paddocks uh, that, that were grazed um, earlier on and see where they are at. Um, I'll come back to that in a sec. The second point is to look at what, what you're growing and what your demand is. And my all indications are that growth is going to exceed demand for most farms. And the third thing then is to, for those who do a good job of measurement, is to walk the farm and uh, measure the average farm cover. Irrespective of whatever happens, the more you walk the farm, the better decisions you will make. And the more you look at and examine the farm in terms of grass supply, particularly the first grazed paddocks, the first three or four of them, or fields, you know, if they're indicating to you that they're ready to to graze, then you have to heed that and basically start the second round, even though you may not have the first round finished. There are other indicators you can can use. Um, Pasture-based, put up the growth rates for each province and for the, the country nationally. They project them for the week. They give them for the previous week. And we know that they're about to take off and they probably will be well above average. So really people have to, you know, face the music here and, and face the fact that growth of grass is going to increase substantially um, in, the, in the week ahead and has increased substantially in the week previously. And those indicators will tell you then that that grass ahead of you, ahead of you is, is starting to take off. So therefore you must heat it and, you know, move into those paddocks that are ready for grazing, even though you may not have the first round uh, finished. When you say ready for grazing, John, and you talk about a particular cover on those first paddocks, what sort of cover are you looking for? Yeah, look, look, it varies, but for 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 many, that's somewhere around twelve, thirteen hundred. Um, I I'll accept circumstances where um stock and raise high might be fourteen hundred, but you know when when the cover is in that twelve to fourteen hundred bracket, you really have to um um be moving in and start the second round on the first three or four products, not just the first one, the first three or four. For some. Because the way the spring came, they'll have a lot of paddocks at the same level, and you touched on this, uh, Emma Louise. So um, you might have a lot of paddocks at 1100, and you should also start because by the time you get to the last one of those, they'll already be 14 or 1500. So when the cover's at that level, 
right? Then we then we have to move. For those who use the plate meter, like you're talking somewhere around eight nine centimeters, you go, you're really going to have to um, um, start back when the grass reaches that height. Uh, you have choices then for the paddocks you skip. You know where there's excess grass in the farm. Um, you to me, you have three choices. Uh, I suppose. Realistically speaking, some people will 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 be worried that they don't have enough ground under them and bale those immediately, um, and turn them into silage. Some will divert them to silage for early May, which has its advantages because you if you let the grass if you top it up with fertilizer and let it grow for the next 20, 30 days and bring you to early May, um, you you will take out of a lot of the grass that will have been deemed to go to seed head production anyway and that has a, that has its advantage and some are diverting that those first round paddocks that are skipping skipping um towards main crop silage um at the end of may so you have three choices you can do it now you can do it early may or you can do it uh, or you can take them out as silage then um it, it, for main crop at the end of may uh, but the most important thing here is that you walk the farm and that, that a decision is made. It's going to be very difficult with the current growth rate predictions to get control of grass unless you start the second round on time. And I can't stress that enough. And realistically, you know, your farm cover needs to be around the 600 mark as, as a guide for most, right, there, thereabouts. And if you're well above that, which pasture-based figures indicate currently, then action has to be taken to start the second round on time and skip some of these um, first round paddocks that are probably you know, awkward to get to, probably at the other end of the farm, right? Uh, realistically have a very high cover in them, probably over 2,000, would be difficult to graze anyway. So it makes sense to divert those to either short-term or long-term silage. And and looking at the, the options in terms of taking out, out ground in the form of silage, is there a preferred option? Like you've given us three, bale now, um, you know, take out and bale in early May or, or put into the pit, you know, what is the the best option there? Um, it really depends on the on the farm choice. Um, there are some people who, unfortunately, who got grazing started a bit a bit later than than they would have liked, would need some of the the ground back. So for those, I, I think you you know to have enough land underneath the animals, whatever system they're in or enterprise they're in, it would probably make sense to build sooner. For those who could and want um, high quality grass at the end of May and have that coming back to them um, during the silage period. Do you know, baling in the first week of May has a, has a lot to offer um, because you you will take out not all of the seed head um, that will come, but a lot of it by baling then. Um, it also brings grass back in, into the uh, system at a more convenient time than than bringing all the aftergrass together by cutting at the end of May or, uh, um, for main crop size production. So flexibility is the key here. It's whatever suits the system. Um, but uh, for many, uh, some will have diverted for main crop silage for the end of May and let that come back into the system. So sometime around the end of June, early July. And, and, uh, and, and there, there are the options are there now. Yeah. And then in terms of, you know, fertilizer for that ground, like what would you recommend? So for for those who um, are going to take it out in in early May, I just I take a top up of probably a bag of nitrogen now, and you know that means that that grass won't be too high in, in nitrogen, you know, by early May, uh, assuming it hasn't um, um, got a whole pile of nitrogen um, up to now. Uh, but if someone has spread a lot of nitrogen in, early, in in the latter half of March, it probably has enough to keep it going to early May. But generally in early May, there's an opportunity there where the weather comes good that those paddocks can be um, 
taken out and made us into high quality um, uh, round base silage, um, which always come in handy on a on a, on a farm. Uh, for those who are going to top it up for main crop silage, uh, you know, you just count up what's done in terms of slurry, in terms of P's and K's, in terms of fertilizer, nitrogen, and you know, more or less stick to the targets that that are there for um, uh, main crop silage. The fact that's a little bit later, you might back off about 10 or 15 units of nitrogen, so it won't be in excess nitrogen um, by the end of May. And for those who are who are going to act now, just um, basically take take it out the, the the silage that 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 excess grass the silage now, and um, you can give it this normal fertilizer regime in in, in April. Um, which, by the way, for grazing, we're keen that some sulfur is spread and some compound fertilizer is spread during most of April. We need a level of P and K going into the system, particularly P. We need a level of surf, sulfur going into the system. Uh, products like eighteen six twelve are ideally suitable for uh, application at this time of year. They add a level of uh, P, a level of K, and uh, if they can incorporate sulfur, that makes sense as well. For those who don't have that allowance to allow 18612 go out, obviously, you know, maybe um, a low nitrogen compound or a, a low, a low, uh, high nitrogen, low P and K compound like 27.25 plus sulfur is probably suitable. I will say if if slurry has gone out earlier on the season, then you have a level of P and K applied, which wouldn't require compound fertilizer. Slurry also contains about two to three units of sulfur, so that needs to be taken into account. But for those who who, who can't apply compound fertilizer or have slurry gone out, then products that with protected urea and sulfur are probably the choice for April. And and looking to just continue on in terms of this situation, like I would have spoken with some of the Chagas dairy management students and, um, you know, they're talking about on farms, they have, you know, made the decision to skip ground. And, you know, there are some people in the boat where they haven't done that because I suppose their first um, paddocks aren't, you know, sufficient in terms of cover of 1200 at the moment. So they're continuing to graze uh, covers in excess of 2000 and they're seeing that it's hitting the tank. I suppose, you know, would that be a fair comment? So where we're going to continue um, trying to finish grazing the first round, are we going to see a hit in performance in terms of milk production and maybe solids, John? Yeah, we are. And we, we saw that last year as well, uh, Emma-Louise. You must remember some of this grass is closed since last October. So it's it's effectively six months old. Um, it's high cover. It's winter grass. Um, the spring flush hasn't come into it. So it, even though it, it has a cover of 2,500 and, and, and it looks green and all like that, the energy value isn't in it. And that's why then things like milk protein will, will disappoint you and say, why isn't it increasing faster? Because because we're grazing this type of grass. There's research work done by Brian Gary on that, which showed um, you know that grazing that kind of grass somewhere after the middle of March and the average year, except this year is a bit later, but you know we're grazing that kind of grass in April there is bound to be an energy deficit in that type of grass and therefore, you know, the milk solids production will and, and live weight gains, you know, won't be as good. It's just lower in, in energy value. It's run its course and it's time to move on. Now, some people will have to graze that grass until the second round is right. However, a lot of people have started the second round in the first week of April and the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight of April hadn't planned it, but because growth has come the way it has, they needed to, and that makes sense. We're now somewhere about coming up to mid-April. Many people who are targeting the 20th of April, to me, will have to come back five days a week, the way grass growth is. It's coming fast. The fertilizer's gone out. We've had a tremendous last two, two to three weeks at the end of March um, with fabulous grazing conditions 
and now the heat has come and fertilizer has gone out and grass is going to, I'll use the word, almost explode in terms of growth and people have to, you know, heed that and adjust their plan and skip some of those paddocks, which makes sense to get control of your grazing. And it's important, and we keep mentioning this figure of the 11, 12, 1300, when those first grazed paddocks that were grazed this spring are at that level of cover, the first four or five of them, it's time to start the second round and keep control of, of, of grazing the way grass growth is currently. And as you say, look, when you do the farm walk and you get the average farm cover, you have a good indication of where you're at. And with those figures, you can make decisions for your farm. John, you also mentioned farms that have started their second grazing rotation um, in the last few days. And there are some people in that scenario where, like a lot of springs, they were tight uh, on grass towards the end of March. And they've hit that cover of, say, 12, 13, 1400. And they've started their second rotation in the first week of April. And I suppose that's the ideal situation that farmers would find themselves in at this time of year. What's your advice for them? And, and I suppose looking at a few metrics where you start your second round in in the first week of April, you know, when does that round finish? What's rotation length looking like? Yeah, so a few things. Um, again, you know, the more you walk the farm, the better decisions you will make. If if we started the second round, just for pure simplicity on the 7th, 8th of April, you know, realistically speaking, the first round, the, sec- the, 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 the third round should start around the 1st of May. So just as a simple guideline, like it's 20 to 23, 24 days. That's what the, the depending on how growth is going uh, on farms is when you should, when you should start the third round. The way things are going at the moment, growth is taking off. So uh, people need to, need to heed that. Uh, the target measurements are somewhere about 160 to 180 uh, per livestock unit. So very, very quickly, if, if, if we target, you know, for someone who's at four cows or four livestock units per hectare and they want 160 uh, per uh, livestock unit, you multiply the 160 by uh, four per hectare um, and that ends up around 640, right? So if we've somewhere covers around 600 to 650 for most farms, we will be where we want to be. The challenge is, as the pasture-based data has shown, is that you know, the, the current farm cover figures are, are a lot closer to 750 and 800, not the 650. So this indicates to us that grass supply is in surplus. And, and that's why we tackled that earlier. So the metrics then would be roughly to try and for those who've started the first round, uh, you know, over the last few days to have the, sorry, the second round in the last few days to have the next round completed by the 1st of May. For those who start, you know, in the next few days, 12, 13, 14, 15, it's, it's early days of May. But it, it'll be close to 20, 20 days, 22 days of a, a rotation length, the way growth is going at the moment. The, the, the other aspects are that people need to keep in mind in terms of grazing management is that, you know, the, 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 the early spring didn't come that great and to get paddocks grazed out properly was a bit of a challenge. Now we have fabulous ground conditions. It's a great opportunity to get all these paddocks cleaned up before the heading season starts. And uh, because paddocks were probably undergrazed during difficult conditions in February and March for those that grazed, um, these paddocks need to be cleaned off. And with the weather so good, the opportunity should be there uh, for farmers to go in and clean out paddocks well. Uh, in, in, at the start of the second round because those paddocks may not have been cleaned out well in, in the first grazing. The second thing to increase the appetite of the animals, I suppose, really is to, is that uh, the level of feed, meal feeding needs to be looked at. There are some people who have um, are feeding probably too much ration given the way that 
grass growth is and people need to take that into account when they order the ration and keep a close eye obviously on, on the CalMag content but like feeding lots of ration with excess grass on the farm doesn't make a whole pile of sense uh, when we have lots of grass there and super grazing conditions and I suppose the third thing is that people have been using strip wires to graze high covers of grass in the first round we're now in the second round we're grazing covers 12 13 14 1500 we can move to 36 hour grazing i think that's an, an important point to make as well so then looking to fertilizer i know you you've talked about fertilizer for um that particular silage ground but looking at the i suppose uh fertilizer for say the the grazing ground you mentioned compounds such as sulfur and phosphorus being important what is the situation on farms in terms of the level of fertilizer that has been spread to date and you know are have we caught up based on some farms not getting out earlier in the year yeah in in fairness look, we look at the people who are involved in the grass courses with with the grass 10 team um uh, most people now are on target with fertilizer i accept that the spring has been challenging and fertilizer has been delayed but most have caught up they are looking at spreading compound fertilizer where slurry hasn't gone out to incorporate the pea and sulfur in particular um so that we know like just it's clear for everybody if you want to grow 14 tons of grass for the year that require, requires the order of 15 to 20 units of pea um, that's what 14 tons of grass requires it also requires about 20 units of sulfur so this is the time to get pea out it's the time to get sulfur out and to use a compound fertilizer that's appropriate for your farm and appropriate for the allowances on the farm um in terms of nitrogen then like the target is roughly speaking to have for most farms not all um but who are intensively grazing want to grow that 14 tons of grass um and who are reasonably dry is somewhere around 90 to 100 units out by the first of may i accept that on the heavy land farms things are um a different story and are behind and those targets are not as appropriate for people who are delayed in grazing and delayed in fertilizer you know, if they have no fertilizer going out early, um, you adjust those targets for the first of May, and they're probably closer to, to you know to the sixty to seventy unit mark by the first of May because they've only got going recently. So it's a it's a case it's a case of where you are in terms of grazing and and adjusting your fertilizer requirements to that. However, I can't stress enough that compound fertilizer is probably a key for the month of April. And going forward, then John, like say looking into May, June, July, into mid season, what is the recommendation? for i suppose the amount of fertilizer we're spreading and the product we're using yeah uh, look i suppose two things um the the, the choice products would be uh, would be uh, protected urea giving um our challenges around greenhouse gas emissions and ammonia emissions um and our environmental sustainability um probably with some sulfur in it we need to have the order of 15 20 units of sulfur out by the middle of june uh, so people to keep that in mind in terms of fertilizer application for those who are going to grow you know and want to grow that 13 14 tons of grass or more the, the simple guide is about a unit of nitrogen um a day right so if we're on a 20 day round you're talking about 20 day 20 units we know that we with 20 where where lime peas and k's are adequate and the sulfur is spread we know that 200 units of nitrogen for the year per acre will will grow 14 tons of grass so you know uh, there's a temptation to, to be spreading more nitrogen it's not required provided we have you know um our soil fertility status is fairly good and provided that we have the nitrogen targets met 
there thereabouts for the 1st of May, there is going to be some nitrogen carried from the April period into the May period and, and from the May period into June period. That's normal. That's what happens. Um, so the unit a day is a good, unit nitrogen a day is as good as guide as any um, for people to meet. And finally, John, um, you know, um, I suppose before the current circumstances hit in, in terms of COVID-19, there was a plan to host some Grass 10 events across the country this month. Um, I suppose that's not happening um, for obvious reasons, but I suppose what are you doing to replace those events? Yeah, so uh, obviously we have a number of grass courses going around the country. We can need to continue to run those by um, by phone. Sometimes it's a conference call, sometimes an individual call. We, we, we continue to do that. In terms of our grassland farmer year events, we've uh, modified our plan. Those events couldn't take place. So Paddy O'Brien, who's the heavy soils uh, winner or heavy land category winner, um, held his social media open day last week. And this week, um, Brian Daniels is the overall winner of the Grassland Farmer of the Year 2019 and the Sustainability Award winner in the same competition. And his social media open day um, is on um, this Wednesday, uh, the 15th of April. So people, once they follow social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, can join in on that uh, conversation uh, um, for the day. Basically, Brian's going to take over um, the the Chagas social media platform and people can follow that on um, uh, at Chagas Grass 10 um, as the tagline um, uh, for the day uh, but once you, you see all the adverts that come out and um, people can follow that for the day and just to get Brian's experiences of his spring how he uh, incorporates sustainability into his farm and how he grows as the level of grass he's achieved on the farm as well. And actually, I, I caught up with some of Paddy's, um information last week and I thought it was very useful. Like he had a mix of reports. He had some videos, some pictures, and also he did some Q&A with um, some of the followers of the Chagas Grass 10 page. I suppose, John, it was really insightful to chat to you today and get a, a good picture of, I suppose, what has gone on and and how we can plan for the coming weeks. I, I suppose the main thing to take from the conversation with you today is grass production is on the up and at a rapid pace and it is really important that we get out and walk the farm in order to assess our own individual situation and and manage the grass as best as possible and as you say uh, where grass is growing we need to be cognizant of different things like the amount of supplement we're feeding and also the fertilizer requirements of the farm thank you john thank you Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to John Marr for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.